G'day guys and girls and welcome back to part two of the round two podcast. Again, we're going to dive straight into the next game, which was the first game on Sunday morning, uh, which was North Melbourne taking on Brisbane Lions. Actually, no, it wasn't the first game on Sunday morning. It was on Sunday afternoon. I don't know why there was such a massive gap. It annoyed me. So, oh, no, 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 sorry. No, sorry. No, completely got my days mixed up. It was Saturday where they pushed the game back and the game started in the afternoon. That was the first one off the first cap off the rank. Sunday was kind of the other way around. They started early. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Saturday, why did they do that? I, I, I was, have no idea. Uh, I have no idea. Just a little bit of me thinking that maybe they're trying out new time slots to see how it all works. And now that I'm thinking about it, actually, it could have also been the AFLW Grand Final. I'm not 100% sure oh, right, when was, that was on. It was Saturday but morning. Also, congratulations. That was fantastic for AFLW to get you know 53,000 fans into packing out Adelaide Stadium. That was incredible. Mm. So... And well done to the uh, the AFL Crows team for getting over the line there. Two now. That was incredible. Well All right, done. so uh, we'll dive into the North Melbourne-Brisbane Lions game. Uh, so from a fantasy point of view, not the best pickings. Uh, aside from Lockie Neal, 146. That's Jesus. A, yeah, really, really good. He and nice, smashed it. Nice, good spread across the, um, the stats as well. Seven marks, six tackles, 43 touches. The handball to kick ratio is still not great. Oh, it's never going to be great. It's Lockie Neal. But, but that's a pretty complete game there. Mm. And Hopefully uh, he has more of those. And I picked this in the preseason. And I'm going to stay, keep saying that I picked it in the preseason yeah, yeah. as well. Uh, Dan Rich is actually one of the top averaging defenders at the moment. Yes, you can keep that one. Yeah, yeah thank you. Very nicely I, done. I appreciate it. Um, interestingly, though, it's impacting in a very negative way on Witherden. It is. So I'm not... Because... We were worried in the preseason about whether some players, like Rory Laird, for example, would really be negatively impacted by the new uh, kickout rules coming in because you know some of these long kicking guys would just bomb the ball out from the uh, center square after running on for a little Rather bit, than hitting someone up for a plus six. Exactly, and Witherden was one of those guys that would get the plus sixes quite regularly. Or we, would be the kicker. We thought that he might be the kicker a lot more, but Dan Rich is taking a lot of those kick ins. Yeah, um, he's just using that missile of a boot that he's got. Exactly, and so. I'm really worried about Witherden. Uh, I again in salary caps, all you have to do is just trade him out, bring somebody yeah. else in, and just and so hold you're off. Not tempted at all to hold him? No, no, not not yeah, on what he, we've seen. Even with the argument that you don't trade a premium that you think is going to be there in the top six. Or at the end Alex Witherden is one of those players that we thought was going to take the step up to premium status. He's not a proven premium yet. We thought that this was going to be the year. He averaged like 86 last year or something like that. We thought he could move up to 95. I'll just assume that number's right. Yeah, we'll, we'll say that number's right. I have done no research. <laughs> I'm just like, do you want me to confirm that? Because I don't know. 86? Um, well, whatever with it happened to average last week. And he's I, gone down from it. Now I refuse to look it up. Just <laughs> Whatever it was, he's less than that right now. And we, we thought he was going to take that step forward. He's taken a step back. He's not... That doesn't fall into the same category as don't trade out proven premiums yep. because they'll bounce back. We don't know what's going to happen here. So I'm happy to say get rid of Witherden or if you don't have him, obviously just hang off. If he puts a string of good games together, if that role looks like getting friendlier, then you can bring him back in like 100k cheaper. Cash, yeah. Exactly. For the record, I agree with that. I traded him out last week. Yeah. I just wanted to, you know, 
<laughs> play devil's advocate a little yeah, bit. Yeah, no, that's okay. Yeah. Um, some of the guys who are really great for keeper leagues, and even draft leagues with Jared Berry with 104, he just looks like an absolute champ. Backing up 88. Mm-hmm. Is he... So in drafts, even though he's only, what, third-year player, is he startable on your field, you reckon? It's tough because he's center only, isn't he? So yeah. I don't... It's tough. I Give me one more week, and then I'd say yes. If he goes another week where he's 90-plus, I would this say yes. might be the week, though, because he plays... Yeah. Port, who have been... They they do give up a couple of scores. They played Carlton this week, and they, did, yeah, they didn't really did get many. Great. Yeah. Um, yeah, probably give him another week. Yeah, see, see what happens. It, it, it'll be a good test. If he can put up another, you know, 90-plus score, definitely startable on your field. Yeah, sounds um, good. And it also, I guess, depends on how deep your league is. Like, And if you're, if you're in a... 12-team league with seven midfielders on your field, absolutely <laughs> you need to get Barry on there. You've already been starting he's, in that He's case. probably your fourth best midfielder. Yeah. Um, is there any other forward... Uh, not forwards, Brisbane Lions players you want to bring up? So you put Human Pluggage was another really good one, but again, more of a draft guy. Yeah, and he'll be taken anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, you poo-pooed this one last week. Yeah. Reese Matheson, 70% owned in Ultimate Footy, 80 and 82. Still poo-pooed. You, you're not convinced yet? Nope. Still poo-pooed, Matt. Even as a centre forward? Still poo-pooed. It's, <laughs> not, just because you look at me like that doesn't mean I can change my mind. You're sitting over there giving me, like, his version of doe eyes. I don't know what no, you think no, is going to happen. Well, no, what I was actually thinking then is we're not making that the title of this week's podcast. <laughs> was that poo-pooed? Still poo-pooed. <laughs> it's, it's the title now. Enjoy. No. Enjoy. We um, need something better. No one will listen if that's the title. Oh man, you have sunk yourself into a hole, my friend. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm not super keen. Uh, if you're in a, a deep uh, one year league, or if you're in a, a deep keeper league, I don't mind it as a bit of a hold. But we've just seen in the past that he'll string a, a one or two ga- good games together every now and then, and then it'll be dropped a few weeks later. Yeah, but he hasn't started years well before. So he's yeah. always come in late in the year and yeah. then had a, a fortnight or three weeks where he's looked half decent. Mm-hmm. Not fully decent, just half decent. He's looking pretty good at the moment, mm. I think. So in keeper leagues, if he's unowned, I really like the idea of jumping on board. Mm. In redrafts, yeah, I'm a little bit less sold, but... If you're in a deep redraft and you could you can stash him for another couple of weeks, see what he does. Yep. Yeah, I'm on board with that. Uh, interestingly enough, Oscar McInerney outscored Steph Martin or equaled uh, Steph Martin on 83. Uh, had 13 hitouts, spent a fair bit of time in the ruck. Uh, this is definitely the last year of Steph Martin for me, um, yeah. and even this year, I doubt. I mean, he's going to struggle to average 90. I would suggest. I think that's probably what he'll put up for the year, but he'll struggle to get to that. Uh, which is still pretty good for a Ruckman in your draft leagues, but oh, definitely yeah. don't look at him for salary cap. Yep, agreed. Uh, North Melbourne. Uh, Cunnington was much more solid this week, and Aaron Hall proved why we had big raps on him in the preseason. Uh, aside from that, uh, Luke Davies Uniaki. Uh, LDU is coming good this year. He is looking much better. He's getting praise from the coach regularly. Yep, break even of zero as well, so mm-hmm. if you've got him in salary cap... What well done. Very well done. Why Paul Hearn isn't playing in the side, I don't know. And he dominated in the VFL practice match yeah. last weekend and proved that he should be in this I terrible side. I that he might come in this week, and um, I'm a little worried about who might go out for Yeah. Him. Are you worried about Bailey Scott? I feel like his week one performance... Was so good that it neat that he fans would get a bit annoyed if they traded him, or not traded him, if they dropped him after yeah. one so four a game. I, I think he holds his spot, mm-hmm. but I'm not 100% sure. Yeah. Um, 
it, it, really tough to say. You know, Taron Thomas was actually quite solid in this game, to be honest. Not a big scorer, but mm. looked quite good. Um, yeah, Jai Simkin is one who I think will have a tough time keeping his spot, to be honest. I think I read somewhere, I can't remember where, but I think he's had 14 kicks in the last four games, including the previous Jeez. two JLT games. That should be his go. He's a good user. Yeah. They brought him in for his speed and kicking. Yeah, so I, I'm i not 100% sure what's going on. Had 11 handballs, but no, he's he's not doing what he, he should be. He was not recruited as an elite handballer. No, he That's was for sure. not. Um, so, yeah, I... Don't, Dom Tyson was solid without being particularly good. That yeah. seems to be a lot of the way. Jamie McMillan, after the massive heights of his JLT game and did exactly round one. exactly what I said his average games would be. He did. 71. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I, I was never completely sold on Jamie McMillan. And I, I don't think anyone was really sold on Jamie McMillan. He, he's the perfect D4 or 5 and nothing more. Yeah, exactly. In in your draft leagues. Yeah. We definitely yeah, yeah, don't yeah, bring yeah, him yeah. in a D4 of your salary yeah, cap leagues or whatever you do. So, no. In your, in your draft leagues. <laughs> All right. We're going to move on to the next game of the round. Um, really, is there someone else from the Kangaroos you want to talk about? Goldstein. But what did Goldstein do? I, 68. I off the screen. And Tom Campbell came in for his first game of the year. <laughs> uh, oh, God. So yeah. they've got the, the ruck timeshare going there. Well, c- Tom Campbell could be dropped. Um, and Goldstein could go back to doing... I reckon Todd Goldstein is going to be similar to maybe Steph Martin. Average around about 90 for the year. Um, it'll be good yeah. for draft league owners. It won't be particularly great. He's not someone that you should look at long-term salary cap. But if you've got him, he might gain a teeny bit of cash. Yeah, cool. um, All right, now we can move on. Yeah. We've covered him. Nothing particularly special, to be honest. Uh, I, cl- I clicked back to this. I clicked back to the North Melbourne-Brisbane game for that, for Todd Goldstein. You made me click back for hey, that. He is fantasy royalty of the past. Of the past, yeah, that's true. Um, that one particular amazing year that I'm yes. thinking of. Uh, all right, Hawthorne versus the Bulldogs. Awesome game to watch. Great fantasy this was a, scoring. This, was a, this is one of the few games I did manage to watch, and it was Absolutely awesome. fantastic. All right, let's start off with a, on a high with the Bulldogs, because there were some brilliant scores in there. McRae and Hunter, we know how good they are. Yeah, Hunter, uh, well, just quickly, Hunter in particular, I said last week he could very easily be a top eight mid this year, and he's proving that he could be. He could be, yeah. He still he could be. Maybe we can... I mean, we chalked up his inconsistency to playing as a wingman. He's still young. He's 25, 24. He's coming into his prime, his real prime now. Yeah, true. Maybe consistency comes with that. Uh, Suckling, don't trust it. It's a lie. Um, (laughs) Jeez, (laughs) no time of day at all. Uh, Bontempelli was good again. That's 200 plus scores in the last two weeks. Um, So... Uh, and not jumping on him in salary caps, but and no. he would definitely be taken in draft leagues. Yeah, but he's it, kind of just a note, but nothing else. If you're an stage. owner, great Good job. job. You're, you're loving this because yeah. he's fun to watch. As I well. mean, if you're an owner of Bontempelli, you're tempted to, oh, would you to sell, tr- high? sell high in drafts. I might be very tempted to sell high, like get someone who you think can really go up. I don't hate that because the last couple of years we've seen that the Bulldogs haven't been able to sustain this. Mm-hmm. So. There might be a silly... Oh, a silly. Uh, <laughs> sound like a six-year-old. There may be an idiot in your league who might be sitting there with like a Devin Smith who's averaged very low, like oh, yeah. in the, uh, about 90, and you could walk up to him with a 105 averaging player and say, how do you like the look of Marcus Bontempelli, one of the best players in the league, and yeah. he might do that trade. He might. I mean, they'd have to be a real idiot to do it, but... There's a chance you could really trick mm. someone with that good score. I, I like Pelly. Um, 
Devin Smith is probably a good example. Well, it's he's a premium who's not performing to what draft owners would expect. Yeah. I'm just trying to think of any others. I mean, that I think will rebound. Yeah, true. That's, uh, the, that's the kicker. You got to genuinely feel they will well, rebound. What about someone like Billings? Like, do you think that he can go at around about ninety five for the year? Not convinced enough to give up. All right. Okay. So Dunkley. Not convinced enough that... I, in fact, no, I don't think he Okay, can. Witherden? Uh, still prefer Bond. Still prefer Bond? Okay. Because I'm just talking here about the DPPs. Obviously, yeah. defense and forward, even though these guys might be averaging 10 points less or even maybe 15 points They're less, still having that forward or defensive line, yeah. status is huge for draft leagues, guys. Yeah. So it's one to think about. But those are probably the, your, your prime examples. The yeah. only one of them that I'd really jump at would probably be Devin Smith. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, all right. So uh, some of the other... Liberatore, a lot of people started him in, in their salary cap leagues and he's paying off now absolutely uh, very low break even uh I, dunkley we've talked about enough tim yeah, english moving dunkley on yeah tim, we've got a couple of questions about him too so yeah so tim english just yeah i mean average i don't think he's going to be losing his spot anytime soon to trengo because he's not going to offer anything different and the bulldogs are winning so yeah that's that's all good yeah um i think i saw a stat today too that he is he has like a plus nine differential of them winning the clearance when he's there yeah. or something like that. So he's holding a spot. Uh, just quickly as well, on back on Dunkley, uh, I think the reason is Tom Liberatore quite clearly oh, that Dunkley absolutely. is not scoring. Not just for the fact that he's playing a little bit more in the forward line, but he's not playing. They've got inside top, mid. They've got a clear top four, you know, hierarchy of mids. They've got Lockie Hunter, they've got Bontempelli, they've got McRae, and they've got Liberatore now, yeah. and that's their top four mids. Yeah. And all the other guys are fringe midfielders. Yeah, agreed. Dunkley was had worked his way into that top four, mm-hmm. and now he's out. Yep, agreed. Simple. So, look, if you've got him in salary cap, we've covered it enough. You trade him. If you've got him in draft... Don't trade him because you're going to get no value. You've got no value for him and just reset your expectations. Just Yeah, exactly. Just don't hope for the best. Don't expect that he's a premium forward anymore. You've got him now as a mid-level forward. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, we'll move on to the Hawks. Uh, Jaeger O'Meara, very, very good. He's yeah. started the year off well. Uh, so has Ricky Henderson as well, which is worrying me. But uh, Ricky Henderson <laughs> won't continue that scoring on. He's a bit like Chris Mayne. Don't expect those sorts of scores. Uh, look, I actually looked at Henderson today. He's owned in a lot of ultimate footy leagues. Mm-hmm. He's got, in fact, almost all of them. And he's not someone you look at in salary caps. So no. he's kind of a non-discussion point. Move on. Uh, James Warple, again, just absolute gun. Looks really clean with the ball in hand. Absolute contested beast. Uh, you've got to own him in salary cap. You have to have him. He's still got yeah. price to, to go He's still going to make a lot of money. Yeah. Um, and Cousins is another one who I wouldn't be moving heaven and earth at this stage to bring him in, but if absolutely him, fantastic. Him. Um, and Jack Scrimshaw, much better score from him this week with a 73. Uh, definitely going to keep going up in price. Sit him on your bench and just watch it grow. That's, that's all you got to do. Yeah, just on... Where did he go? Warple, break even of 46. So, mm. yes, while well, you've got him, uh, he's probably going to, in the next... I reckon about three weeks' time is yeah. probably going to be the time to move him on. So mm. Unless he keeps scoring like this. So you yeah. don't, if he's if he's still averaging around about 100 in three weeks, don't move him on. Like you true, can't because there's no forwards going around. Yeah, there's at the no moment. one better to get, I guess. But true. If he is, if he does start to drop off a little bit after yeah. his re, after his average and break even start to get a little bit similar, mm-hmm. that's when you drop him. Yeah. Um, all right. Two players I want to quickly bring up. Uh, first up, Tom Scully. 
Good to see him back. Yeah, good to see him back. A lot of people might have picked him up cheekily off the waiver wire last week in Mm -hmm. draft leagues. Don't stick him back on the waiver wire after 50-odd. It's his first game in a year. He's got to work his way back into it. He's going to be a stash on your bench for the next month, probably. Mm -hmm. Uh, They lost Sean Burgoyne and Liam Shields to injury as well, unfortunately, so they will need a little bit of reinforcement. I think they're both hamstrings so they'll both be out for a couple of weeks Just, I yeah I, I don't think it's anything serious but I think they'll be out for a little bit um, and the other one I quickly wanted to bring up was oh I've completely James Sicily oh yeah yeah under uh, yeah underperforming game I still feel quite confident in saying he's going to be a top six defender because there's just not that much to choose from, quite frankly. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, although, t- to be fair, players like Daniel Rich keep bobbing up every now and then. Yeah, we might be surprised by the defenders. We thought they were set and forget it. Yeah, we did. Uh, but, yeah, it was a down game, but I wouldn't be offloading Sicily at the moment. Yeah. He's not my number one priority to offload. Oh, uh, absolutely not. Much okay. issues. Uh, so, move on to the last game of the round, which was the Dockers taking on the Suns, and the Suns got up for a win. <laughs> yeah, they did, um, and they deserved it as well. Much better on the day. The, uh, the sounds of a very unhappy free battle fan you're hearing uh, right I mean, there, folks. Seriously, if there's ever a team that's going to lose to the Suns in round two, <laughs> it's going to be the Dockers. It's Frio, isn't it? <laughs> um, after such a good, although we say such a good game last week, North Melbourne are not looking like a good team at the moment, and you beat them at home, which is a big advantage. Yeah, but. You could write the script. Yeah. Frio dominate round one. <laughs> True. Go in against the team that's predicted to win the wooden spoon in round two. There you was, always knew what was going to happen. It was called the worst team since Fitzroy. Um, yeah. You always knew what was going to happen. Yeah, it's not good. All right, so... Let's kick us off. Uh, Dave Swallow with 118. Oh, he was very good. Mm. And I think from memory that I have a, a bet with, with some um, involving... Uh, a, a mate of ours from our draft league by the name of Nick um, and I think it's depending on who scores higher or averages higher for the year Dave Swallow or Jack Nunes I think um, that might be it and Jack Nunes who has done outstandingly for the year we've got a question about him a little bit later we do. Um, Dave Swallow's uh, he's done much better this week so Mr. Purgatory as our friend Nick calls him oh, yeah well he should be called Mr. Purgatory because he's <laughs> absolutely nothing he's always in that middle point where yeah. you're like do I play him? Do I leave him on the no, waiver Dave wire? Dave Swallow will get 70 next uh, week. Yeah. It's going to happen. Don't don't read into this. Uh, Jack Martin was much better, but again, he's an inconsistent player. Jared Harbrow has started the year very well and is a very, very good defender for draft leagues. I love Harbrow as a defender in mm. draft leagues. Have done for a couple of years because yeah. he just... He's the solid, dependable backman that they've got and they like getting in the ball in his hands. Mm. So And he runs and carries, kicks, does everything. Yep. Yep. I have the odd feeling that if Alex Sexton played at a Melbourne club that was halfway decent, <laughs> he would be touted as highly as Jordan Bagoe. Uh, yeah, I reckon... Not not for fantasy, just in terms of AFL relevance. They, Maybe he is... not quite as high, but I could Think see... Think about how many goals this guy would kick. And he's... I mean, he was the leading goal kicker as a medium-type forward oh, in yeah, a yeah. team that never got the ball oh, into no, the forward. I absolutely love him. I've put waivers on him in, like, every league <laughs> that I'm in this week. But he's he's such a good player. Like, his yeah. all-around skills are fantastic. Um, he just does these mercurial things as well. Yeah. I honestly think he would be talked up that highly. If he, pl- if he played for Richmond... Hmm. Or if he played for, I mean, 
Maybe I, I don't think he'd be talking about Hawthorne as much as or someone like that, but it would be close to. Yeah, it it would. He would be an absolutely fantastic player as well. He just, I mean, if the ball was coming down there at a rate of knots, he would be absolutely dominating. Um, some of the other players. Uh, so on that, do you think yeah. this can continue? No, he plays, not at this no, level, but continue enough that he is relevant for drafts. No, he oh, well maybe as a last sort of like pick. We're not looking at him in Stanley Cup, okay. but in a draft, he's on a lot of waivers. Would you be looking to pick him up? Do you think he's going to do enough to hold? Yeah, I, I reckon he could do enough to be your last played forward or maybe your bench forward or something like yeah, that in draft leagues. But the thing is, he's skilled enough and he's good enough, but Gold Coast aren't. So, <laughs> And that's the issue yeah. there. He's a forward. He's their, like, he's their best goal kicker. And he has to be up there. So he's not going to get too many points from the midfield. No, but the ball's true. not going to go up there much. Um, it's just going to be a rare few games. Some of the other players, pretty decent scores from Bose, Wits, Took Miller. We expect that sort of thing. Braden Fiorini was down this week, but mm-hmm. he was actually getting looked after a little bit by um, the Frio midfielders. So yep. uh, I think that he <laughs> might have been... like their only midfielder. Yeah, it's uh, their only <laughs> accumulator. Uh, and Sam Collins just quickly much better game yeah, bounced much, back, much better. and also it was quite fitting that he was the one that really sunk Fremantle with that last mark. Yeah, I thought it was pretty poetic because all of us in our friendship group—I mean, we, we have a really tight group with our draft league—and uh, we all thought that he should have been kept by Fremantle. I mean, it realistically he was very, very good. He was dropped to the VFL. He dominated best intercept mark in there and. Come back. I hope he can make a good career. Surely you're not questioning Frio's list management team. I've done that enough in the past (laughs) that you should know that I am, Matt. (laughs) Um, Two guys that we hyped up a bit last week were Will Powell and who's your boy again? Ballard? Uh, Ballard? Ballard Ballard was was a bit underwhelming. Well, it's very underwhelming. He was, uh, I mean, Frio have such a tall defence that he, this was one of those games that he. He had to play tall? Yeah, sorry, a tall forward line. He had to lock down. Yeah. Because they they have four running around. I mean, what was it? Cam McCarthy, Tabiner. Hogan and uh, I'm forgetting one the other uh, Lob yeah the other one um, and Lob so it's yeah you com- you confident keeping him in I, I am I'm, ke- I'm, I'm keeping him in uh, not redrafting keeper leagues because yeah. I think there's a future there in a redraft I wouldn't be as sure mm-hmm. um, Will Powell though I really like the look of this kid he looks really yeah, good and he still managed to put 74 up not too and bad I think a lot of that was um, junk time ball up towards the end there and we always love those players that get some junk yeah, time because I checked his score sort of mid game and he wasn't doing too great but from memory it jumped up a lot towards the end alright so uh, on the Fremantle Dockers side of ledger Brad Hill is one of the top averaging midfielders in the competition hmm Anything to say about that? Um, Have you got any opinions? Or are you well, just... there's not really any other mids there besides Fife. Fife. Yeah. So it makes sense. Yeah. And does it? Can it continue? Not to this level, but I don't see why it can't continue. Yeah. I mean, if you you someone would have picked him up off the waiver wires already after his massive first round score if he wasn't drafted already. Yep. So he's not going to be unowned in frankly any leagues out there. If he is, go and grab him. Yep. But if he's not. Look, I think you've just got to, you know, give a bit of a clap to the coaches that picked him up uh, late in draft leagues or something like that. And I'd play him on your field every week in a draft. And yeah, hopefully he'll average around about 100 for the year. But at the moment, he's going 110 plus. If you're one of those coaches, would you consider trying to sell high on him? Possibly. Very, very possibly. If you've got a Fremantle fan in your league in particular, or someone who's, you know, been a bit of a Stephen or a Brad Hill fan in the Mm -hmm. past, absolutely sell high. 
Yeah, because I, I think he's not going to maintain no. this, and he's not going to do better. Than well, this. you know, so, a, a really good time. You know, a really good target. I mean, a guy who's gone one hundred and nine and ninety six in the last few weeks, Jack Steele, would be a really good target for yeah. a Brad Hill. I mean, you may not be able to dupe the player into do it, the coach into doing that, but mm. you know, the numbers stack up. Brad Hill's averaging over one hundred and ten. This guy's not doing quite what you expected. Yeah, mm. so you still feel Steele will do. Better well than Brad enough. Hill, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think better enough, better than Brad Hill. I reckon. I still think he goes end, an average of 105 for the I year. I reckon it probably will end up being close enough that it doesn't really make that much of a difference. Interesting. Um, all right. So some of the other players, Nat Fife was solid as always, really good with a uh, solid 119 was terrific. <laughs> Very um, solid. Is look? Do you want to specifically bring up any players from Fremantle because it's all the usual sort of doing average and then really poor games from I a lot of players. I don't really want to bring up any of the ones that are doing well. No, because I don't know. I just want to, very quickly... Freeman are a hard treat, team to read for fantasy footy. Ryan, 64 and 58, mm-hmm. 94% owned in ultimate footy. Yeah, not doing as well as people hope. Cut or hold and try and ride through? I'd hold. He was injured halfway through the third quarter in this game, so I, you know, if... Jeez, it's a really tough one. Uh Another one is Nathan Wilson, who had a very poor first round and only 68 in this one. Yep. Fremantle just have not benefited at all from the kick-in rule. I'm probably... In redraft, I would hold them both just because there's not a lot of other good guys on the the waiver wire to pick up in their place. But as soon as someone becomes available, I definitely look at it. Walters, 82 and 55, Mm. 97% owned. Hold or cut? Uh, Hold. 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 Darcy. Because he'll play better at home, so he'll have an off week, and maybe you can ride it and just bench him on the weeks that he's away. Darcy, 71 and 54. Uh, Hold, because Ruckman are ridiculously hard to find. If he's getting regular games, you hold him. Yep. Mundy, 66 and 49. Oh, that's this is really this is bad. the hardest one. This could be the one, the year where David Mundy's age just really gets to him. Because I thought this would be a renaissance year. So did I, yeah, but he's 34 or something. Wait, wait, yeah, is, is he 34? I'm, I'm not 100% sure. He's looked 34 for the last 10 years. <laughs> but I think he's about 33 or 34, yeah. Like, normally when you have a renaissance, it's like a 30-year-old or even a 31-year-old. It's not usually a 34-year-old. But... It's Monday. He does. Yeah. Like, oh, I just thought he would do well because there's not many other forwards yeah. that would average particularly well. I agree. That's what I thought. And his thing has always been his footy smarts. Yeah. He knows where to go and and like he's not the most athletically gifted mm. at, to start off with. So it's a, it's a really tough one tough. to be honest. So, so are you hold or fold? I would hold for one more week. Again, you can't trade this guy because you're going to get absolutely no value and. Look, if you fold him, you're getting waiver wire value. So, so uh, we're, we're holding all hold, of them, but yeah. we're not happy with any no, of them. No, absolutely not. <laughs> and on that note, we're going to finish up with that game there. We've, we've spent a lot of time going through the round, so we want to jump yep. straight away into some of your questions that we, we haven't already got around to answering because a lot of them out there we have answered through. So forgive us if we don't get to your question in particular. Uh, first up off the list uh, is from Matt. Uh, different Matt at Intel Sonic says. Thanks for clarifying. Well, there's a lot of. Why did you just send our, us our own question? Well, you could have, mate. Uh, just make your own. <laughs> Sounds like something you do. So you know, gloating about some pick you made. Or... Oh, I just say that on the podcast. Yeah, you would actually. All right, we move on. So Matt at Intel Sonics asks, uh, "Hey guys, love the pod. Oh, 
Cheers, man. Good on you. Uh, rage Thanks, trading sir. both Heaney and Widow, barring major rookie carnage. Looking at bringing in either Stewart or Dalhouse and Dalhouse or Nunes. Don't have the cash for Boke unless I go another mid-pricer on top of Smith and Williams in defense. And he already has Danger and Tim Kelly. Okay, so we'll break that down. All right. First so, up, Rage trading both Heaney and Widow. Good call. Agree. Good call. No Barring issue. Barring major rookie carnage, also agree. Yeah. So bringing in either Stewart. So he's set on Stewart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's a very cool point of difference call. We've already talked yep, about like how that. good he's been. Um, Dalhouse or Nunes because you don't have the cash to go for Boke. So I would probably prefer to have Boke. So in which case, what you would Even, suggest is to bring in someone that's not Tom Stewart, like a cheaper. Depending uh, who that cheaper player is, yeah. I probably would, yeah. Because I think that Boke is a safer, decent ceiling than Dalhouse or Nunes. Yeah. Like as good as Nunes' season has been, mm-hmm. he's not pushing on the, the top 10 forwards even. Yeah. Whereas... Boke is right is the number one forward. Yeah, agreed. Dalhouse, same story. Mm-hmm. So I'd rather have Boke than either of those guys. And the difference between Stewart and whoever, whatever other mid pricer in defence you're looking at. Yeah. How big a, a difference is that going to be? Mm. Can Stewart maintain this? I don't know that he can. At it's this a level. really tough question. Like, would the cash difference between Tom Stewart and Tom Rich and Daniel Rich give you enough cash to get Boke in? Um, because Daniel Rich is about 70k cheaper. So, would, uh, yeah, Matt, I'd, would that help you? I'd probably be just as happy with Rich as I would be with Stewart. To be I, I would too. As um, things stand at the moment. So, I don't know. I think it's only about 50k difference, actually, now that, I, that I'm looking at it. So, if But if that does make the difference to get you Boke, I would prefer Rich. Otherwise, do you have all the rookies in the back line? You know, can you downgrade and just stick with two premium defenders you know and yep. do you have a Dur- I'm, I'm assuming Matt that you have a Dersma and um, Jordan Clark like we've talked yep. about uh, do you want to grab like someone like Lockhart and just crack him on the bench and yeah oh, it's yeah. really to and bring on someone onto your field um, that you've been playing on the bench up until now you know like uh, oh, Scrimshaw or someone like that yeah Scrimshaw you probably could play on the bench uh, uh, play on the field play on the field it's, it's a really tough one so Hopefully that helps a little bit, but to be honest, mate, but if it, I were you, I'd be going Boke ahead of um, uh, Nunes. But if, if you definitely can't afford Boke, going Dalhouse or Nunes, I'd go Dalhouse. I'd go Dalhouse as yeah. well. As much as I like the look of Nunes this year, I'd be going Dalhouse. I, I like Nunes from a draft yeah. perspective this year, not from a salary cap. Yeah. So uh, if you do, if you are set on Tom Stewart, mate, definitely. Dowhouse from both of us. All right, next one's from Craig, who's asking, uh, need to trade out Dunkley. It seems to be a theme. Uh, <laughs> but trying to decide between Boke and Kelly, have enough cash to also trade Goldie to Gorn, or should I downgrade a rookie so I can get Rocky next week? Ooh, tough All right. because you don't have Rocky. So I'm going Boke? Absolutely Boke. Um, I'm Boke. keeping Goldie for a week. And downgrading the rookie so I can get Rocky. Yeah. Because even though Goldie's going to drop in price, Gorn is Gorn also going to drop in price much and more quickly in more. price. Yeah. So, so I, you'll be in a better position to sideways trade those in yeah. a couple of weeks, I think. Whereas you need to get Rocky while he's still at this 100% price. 100% go Boke and the rookie, Craig. Um, we've got a question from John Ambo who's asking Callum Mills, hold or fold? Uh, all right, mate. So you haven't mentioned what type of uh, type of fantasy we're talking about here, but let's just go through all three of them. So in a salary cap league, 
just because a lot of people might have started with him as a very big point of difference player, Keller Mills. Holding or folding, I'm 100% folding. There's no question. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't think we really need to go through in salary cap much. So if you do have him in salary cap, John, fold. Get rid so of him as quickly so as possible. So he's gone 73 and 61 to start the year. Mm-hmm. He does have Colton this week. But still, again, for salary cap, get rid of him. Yeah, I'm just going to try and find what his price is in salary cap. Yeah. In, um, you keep talking. Yeah, in draft leagues, this is another situation we talked about just then where you're not going to get any value in a trade and you're getting waiver wire guys. Hold and hope that he does better in a redraft league and absolutely hold in a keeper league and maybe hope that, I don't know, Jong Long Meyer has, gets struck by lightning or something like that and Jeez, like changes. You can't say that. No, 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 no. And, <laughs> and changes his mind. Like it, it just switches something in his brain. Oh, right. Like I'm not yeah. saying that he dies. God damn, we're not that kind of podcast. I'm saying, I you know, that's a bit bit more just, of a dude. No, just you know, gets gets some sort of sudden change of heart and goes, you know, I'm going to play Mills and Heaney in the midfield, and maybe just maybe we can clear the ball and get it into our forward line. Okay, because that's the first step before you go. We need a really good forward line. Yeah. All right. So Mills is. I'm. Just, I'm pretty sure this is going to be a salary cap question. So okay. he's 514k. His break even is 84. Mm-hmm. Um, at that sort of price, you're probably looking at. I'm assuming you already have Brody Smith and Zach Williams, who are both cheaper. Uh, so at that price, you're probably looking at downgrading to a rookie. Yeah, unless you've got enough to cash to go up to like a risky guy like a Daniel Rich or a Tom Stewart, like we were just yeah. talking. Um, or I mean, if you if you're using your second trade to already downgrade to a rookie, maybe you can go up to a premium or something like that. Well, yeah. Uh, but absolutely, it's a fold in salary cap leagues, yeah, and it's great. a it's a hold in both types of draft leagues for me too. Um, all right, next question is from Goonbag Fantasies again. Best name in fantasy footy. Uh, is it worth it to go Scott, so Bailey Scott to Liberatore or Atkins to Cousins with the cash I've generated by going Dunkley to Warple? I just got to first of all say I'm really disappointed in the Baileys this year. There has not been anything we're not, yet for me to do my Bailey no, watch. No, we're not doing the Bailey except watch. Except for Bailey Scott in the first week, but it was just too little sample yeah, size. Because there's not many Baileys so going around that are doing half All Baileys, please lift your game so I can start doing Bailey watch Because again. Matt loves Bailey watch. And, and it's just he, not worth it at the moment. Not. Well, Bailey Williams was rested in the second round this week. That is a load of shite. Don't remind me, I got him in my keeper league. I know. Um, so... What do you reckon? Is it worth it going Scott to Liberatore or Atkins to Cousins with the cash he's generated? Uh, I think it all comes down to whether Scott is named for round three or not. If he holds his spot, I'd rather go Atkins to Cousins. Yep, I like that one. If Scott loses his spot, then I'd rather have Scott Liber, to Liber. Liber than Cousins. Yeah, so I would be 100% on board with that. So if Scott's not named, uh, go get Liberatore. If Scott is named, go uh, get... Cousins with Atkins. Yes, because Scott's going to make you more money than Cousins. Yeah. Liber is going to help you more than Cousins will on the field. Yeah. Uh, All right. So, thoughts on Nunes in Classic? That question is from Mr. T. Um, T. So, Mr. T. uh, No. No. It's it's a no from me. Don't get me wrong. Uh, Nunes has been very, very good. I think he's gone 90 and 90. Ish. Yeah, it's 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 there. very very. I actually think he's done a little bit better than that. Hang on, let me bring up the. I'm going to bring up the stats this time. All right, well you not, do that. I'm not letting you dilute it with your stats. <laughs> I really like Nunes this year, but it's primarily from a draft perspective because he would have slid a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, he probably was drafted, so it's not. It's unlikely he's going to be on many waiver wise. Yeah. Even though he's going to be a bit underpriced in classic, I think there are 
probably better options because he still hasn't really shown that top-level ceiling yet mm. versus a lot of the other guys that we've been talking about have shown a much better ceiling to start the year. Yeah. Has that given you enough fill time to uh, to find his stats? Yes, it has. So Alrighty, he has go. he's gone 90 and 102 in the first two weeks of the season, averaging 96. Um, so he is technically in that tier just below all of these guys, like those top you got his price sort there. of guys. I do have his price there. It's 524k. Uh, mm. He has a break even of 46. So he is quite cheap. And he that is, is pretty cheap. That is a low break even. Jeez. Alright, these alright. For five hundred and what was it? Five hundred and twenty four K. He's cheaper than Warple. He is cheaper than Warple. Alright, I thought he would be like six hundred and forty <laughs> or something like alright, that. Alright, Mr. T, you've uh you've brought you the podcast have, to a halt because you, you may uh, have swung me over. I still don't like the fact that he hasn't shown the ceiling this year. Mm-hmm. And I think with the way the Saints are, they're probably not going to show that ceiling. Yeah. He's probably not going to show that ceiling. But for that price, it's almost a win-win. Mm-hmm. You, you almost can't lose at that price. Yeah. No, I, I... It's just the... All right, I've changed my mind. I don't mind bringing in Nunes. All right, so I, I like bringing in Nunes, but at what cost? Yes, if you don't have Boke, if you don't have um, Tim Kelly, you need to get those guys first. Prioritize that um, because they are still cheap for what they're going to do. Jack Nunes will... You know he'll gain he'll money for sure, for you. but he's not going to be there at the end of the year. You need to get those guys first. Um, that's all we'll say. Um, yep. All right. So Alrighty. next question. That was a shout. <laughs> all right. So we'll stick. <laughs> we'll, we'll call this one the last question. So this is from uh, Peter Dimnicky. Uh, where are who? What are you asking? Ah, there we go. So Peter's asking Dunkley to Kelly or Boke in classic. Um, so that's the first part of the question. Uh, Boke. Boke. Boke, 100%. Um, don't get me wrong, Tim Kelly's the next guy that you have to get in, but Boke is scoring so well. Yeah. And I, I think he's still going to do well even with Wines coming back. Yeah, and he's even if he does drop off, and he will drop off from 141, he's not averaging that for the year. Don't get, <laughs> don't, do not get this confused. Um, I still think he can average 100 and be one of the top forwards. Um, Agreed. All right, so your next question is, Marshall as a Smokey in draft, seeing he has forward status and will likely get rucked. Absolutely. I'm not sure if that's a, a question or a humble brag. Uh, if it's a humble brag, very nicely done. Yeah. I was very high on him this preseason. If it's a question, absolutely. Yes, pick him up in draft leagues because surely he is the best Ruckman that St Kilda have got right now with uh, with uh, Longer injured. Um, I think even with Longer fit, he's yeah, the Marshall, best Ruckman they've Marshall got. Marshall is a very good competitor. And when I say competitor, I don't mean a competitor like, you know, Jack Trengrove or something, someone like that. Jackson like, like Trengrove. A, a good, good trier who brings the ball to ground yeah no he is a very very good sort of midfield type um ruckman he can accumulate the ball he can play as a a forward he's a really good swingman i i don't see a downside to his game i think he's a great pickup if he's on your waiver wires for draft leagues so really good call mate um and we are going to stop the questions there because we are we're running out of time and we really want to get into our favorite game. So right, risk it for the biscuit. Risk it for the biscuit. First one for 2019. Now for our new listeners um, and people who may have forgotten the rules from last year. So this uh, this segment is all about picking up some of those gems on your waiver list in your keeper leagues and your draft leagues who, you know, a lot of people wouldn't be taking, but sometimes you need to risk it to get the biscuit. Um, So so, our rule is mm -hmm. they have to be less than 50% owned in Ultimate Footy to allow a large percentage of people to to grab them if you're so inclined. And the idea is you bring them in to cover a one-week injury 
as a plug and play for one mm-hmm. week. Just something a little bit extra to give you that little edge that you think you might need. There's always a guy that you think can come in and do well for one or two weeks and just give you that little bit of impetus, get you those, those extra 15 points over the guy who you might yeah. bench and, and get you the win. And also, rule number one is the 50%. Rule number two, we can't reuse them until we scrape the very bottom <laughs> oh of the barrel. Oh my God, that is and the worst rule as well. As you listen over the course of the year... These get desperate. The bottom of the barrel gets scraped very quickly. So we're going to dive right into it. Uh, now, I'm the reigning champion, so I don't know. Does that mean that I get the first pick or you get the first pick? means you get pick? to choose. I think I'll give you the first pick. Oh, really? Right. Thank you. We're, Thank you actually, no, I'm taking the first pick because I see you've written down more than my two. And I, I, I always we, go three just in case. Yeah, so we choose two. And, um, all right, you go first. Then. All right, so my first is a defender. Uh, now, this is a very role-oriented one or and a bit of an injury one as well. So... I've gone with Riley Bonner from Port Adelaide. Mm, so, interesting. Def- I'll just make up the uh, the official scorekeeper. Yeah, the official scorekeeper. Um, by the way, where is my trophy from last year? Uh, it's on its way. Uh, yeah, sounds sounds like a likely excuse. All right, so Riley Bonner from Port Adelaide. Defender status, 46% owned in Ultimate Footy, which is actually a bit high for what I thought he's produced so far. He's gone 72 and 62. The big thing for me is now Jack Watts is out, likely for the year with injury. Jack Watts was playing in a very fantasy-friendly role, at least for draft leagues. You know, he, he looked like he was capable of averaging 80 to 85 this year. Um, I don't know if Bonner will necessarily do the same, but I think that Bonner could go up drastically in his price if he's played in a similar role to Jack Watts, which I think he's the player who would be moved into that role. Dersma's already scoring well off half-back and on the wing. Mm-hmm. Someone's going to get the extra points. I think that Bonner will. I think that he could push his average up to around about 76. Something along those lines. Okay. So I liked what Bonner did to start and the beginning of last the year. The beginning of 2018, he had a three-round average of 92. Oh, so he has the ability to put it on the board. It's all about role. Yeah, I'm just not sure if he has been overtaken a little bit or if those other new arrivals are going to get in the way of him achieving what you want yeah, he to. was overtaken but he was overtaken by the likes of Jack Watts I really think that's going to free him up yeah, and okay. it'll mean some extra points to Ryan Burton but I think it'll also mean some extra points to uh, to Riley Bonner so he's okay. my first call playing, and, playing Brisbane yeah okay I don't hate it just, just to let everyone know the scoring system out there as well as a defender oh, yeah, you point. have to uh, actually what is the scoring system 75 75 uh, for a defender I think it's 75 to 90 you get one point if it's 90 plus score you get two points uh, if it's below 75 you get zero for a forward so oh, sorry around about the same for a forward yeah, for a forward is exactly the same for a midfielder they have to score 90 plus for you to get a one point and so one, I feel like it was 85 sorry 85 plus and 100 plus for you to get uh, two points yep. so that is the scoring system alright so Riley Bonner's first off the board who are you looking at I'm going Alex Sexton yeah I thought you'd go Alex Sexton yeah, 33% owned Gold Coast forward he had 78 versus the Saints, mm-hmm. 103 versus Frio. Yeah. He's got the Dogs this week at Marvel Stadium. Last week against the Dogs, the Hawk forwards did have some decent scores. 97 to Gunston and 82 to Bro- Bruce. Yep. Bruce. Bruce. Uh, so I'm expecting that he will... I, I don't think he'll go huge because I think they'll put a bit of attention into him after his last couple of weeks, mm-hmm. but I think he'll do enough to, to get me a point. Yeah, I don't mind that at all, to be honest. Yeah, good idea. Uh, all right, so my next pick. Uh, now, this one, 
I, I never like doing this because I'm always a little bit worried, but I'll do it this week. Uh, rookie Roulette, I'm going with Matthew Parker uh, as my next on, pick. He was on my list as oh, well. Oh, was he? Oh, good stuff. So he's gone 83 and 62 in his first two games. He just looks like he has the ability to find the ball. He takes a good mark. He kicks a good goal. And he's coming up against Frio this That's week, which kicker. is the big thing. That's the kicker. I think he'll score very well this week. He's also coming up against Hawthorne the week after, so that's another opportunity yeah, for him to score half decently. So Matthew Parker is a lock and load as my yeah. second risk. <laughs> I've got him game. down on mine as well. And I've, <laughs> all I've got is his scores and says, please, Frio and Optus this week. Frio are shit. That is all. <laughs> Frio are shit, Matt. So yes, that'll uh, scoring uh, should continue. Boy. Um, Which is another reason why I am looking at playing him on my field in salary cap over yeah. um, set a field. Yep, I actually quite like that idea. I'm going to steal it. <laughs> Thank um, you. My second pick is Aaron Francis. Aaron Francis. Which is a little bit of a left, uh, left field one. No, he's 48% owned. Essendon back. He had 47 versus GWS and 69 versus Saints. So I'm looking for more growth and more stepping up there. Mm-hmm. He's got Melbourne Less next. kicking it into the back of Hurley as well. That's, that's, that's always well, a good thing. I, yeah. If you've got extra points for that, <laughs> carry on. But So the main thing is he's playing Melbourne next. Yeah. Now, when Melbourne play well, they have lots of inside 50s and win by weight of numbers. Mm-hmm. When they play badly, they just hack it forward. Either way, there's a lot of opportunity for yeah. intercepting tools. Mm-hmm. With Hogan gone... Tom McDonald a bit out of form. Wiedemann's still young. I think there's going to be an opportunity for Francis to sort of zone off a little bit and there'll be a lot of weight of numbers coming in there. So I think he can get a lot of intercepts. Mm -hmm. And that is why Aaron Francis is my second risk it. Perfect. Well, uh, that's going to end us for Risk It for the Biscuit this week. We can't wait to see what the scores are like because you're two years in the hole. You've lost two years in a row. You I think really I've been winning most of the way through as well and then you've snuck it home late oh, both years. It's absolutely fantastic when you do that with, with an absolute punt towards the end. So <laughs> that's the end of the podcast for this week. Thanks everyone so much for joining us again. We can't wait to get through another week of fantasy, or weekend of fantasy football, I should say. Don't forget, uh, if you listen to us on iTunes, uh, jump on, give us a rating, give us a like, uh, give us a review as well, actually, would be fantastic. We love hearing what you guys have to say. And if you're on Twitter, we are at ExtendedBenchAU. Follow us and send us any questions you have anytime. We're more than happy to give you a bit of a hand with your fantasy footy side. But uh, until next week, I'm Christian. My mate Matt has been joining me. Thanks very much for coming in again. And we'll see you then.